It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome in to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Barm filling in for the P-Man. Chris Cook, DJC Squared, Lord Christopher, Chad Carson. Did I miss a name? There's another Cookie. Just the man of many names. That's the my new title. Names. The man who I also body slammed, who's still feeling it to this day. Yep, my back's still going. That's funny because I, I I have to carry the show on my back. My back's hurting. No, I'm just kidding. You're great. You're great, Cookie. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, had some football last night. Very interesting game on the scoreboard or or. Looking at the score, it doesn't seem that interesting, but uh, you had the fumble at the end that resulted in a touchdown for the Browns, and that kind of sealed the deal. The game was already sealed, but that just kind of added on to the score and made it look a lot less interesting than what it really was. But when you watch it, um, a lot of storylines came about. Jacoby Brissett, who we were talking about yesterday. Did not do bad at all, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I've had people um, that are Browns fans around the office here saying that um, – they're backing up what you're saying, if or what we were kind of saying. If it, week ten comes around or after week ten comes around, Deshaun Watson's ready to go back, and you got Jacoby Brissett winning six or seven games for you during that time, why change anything? Yeah, I, I don't see why. And uh, you brought up a really good point yesterday too that I'm not even sure if he's allowed to practice with them right he's now. He's not. He can't work oh, he out can't with them or anything. With them. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like they would definitely take a couple of maybe three or four weeks. Ah, but but then there's not enough time. Yeah. This it's a really sticky situation. Well, yeah. I don't know because then you're gearing up for the playoffs if they're in a position to be in the playoffs in that t- tough division, the AFC North. You got the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Steelers. More on the Steelers in a little bit, but. Do you want to throw Deshaun Watson in there or in there a week or two before the playoffs or just in time for the playoffs? I feel like it's a very risky move. Yeah, and I again, I know it's just preseason, but uh, if you're basing this off of his preseason performance, I'm saying no, you don't. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett threw two touchdown passes, looked very good. One of them to my boy. He's carrying oh my, my fantasy God. team, carrying my fantasy team. Amari Cooper, shout out to Amari Cooper. You've been making it personal with Philip. Yes, I take league. fantasy very seriously. I've been texting uh, Philip the ref, uh, talking a little smack. You know how it goes in fantasy, yeah. Yeah, Phillip's too nice though. Like he doesn't get it. I don't know if he's. Just... I know he wouldn't play back or anything. I was trying to like make, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. And yeah. it's really easy to get Phillip mad. So I don't know where you're having issues here, but I got to talk about Duke, right? He must really like it. Yeah, just be is... like, I'm going to beat you in fantasy. By the way, Duke sucks. He is a Duke <laughs> guy. Jacoby Brissett completed 21 of 31 of his passes for 220 passing yards and two touchdowns. Also had 11 yards on the ground. Another interesting thing that happened in that game is that Nick Chubb had over 100 rushing yards for you. You get in a goal line situation to score, and I believe tie the game up or get the Browns the lead, and they had an overcommitment to the Kareem Hunt. And I'm yelling at the TV, put Nick Chubb in. Nick Chubb will score this touchdown. And, and hey, and then they put him in, first play in, he scores, yeah, right? So, yeah. like, why didn't you just do this at the beginning? Yeah, why wait till third down? Save you yeah. a lot of trouble, yeah. Just overthinking it. Kevin Stefanski way overthinking it for the Browns and survived a scare there. 
at that point. But the Steelers, moving into the opposite side of the spectrum, they have a little bit of soul searching to do right now because it was even thrown around on the broadcast and looking at the sidelines. It looks like for their game-winning drive, if there was going to be a game-winning drive for the Steelers with a minute left, it looks like they're they're gearing up for Kenny Pickett to come in for the game winning drive like at that. that point. But I heard a report. Uh, I think it was ESPN said that Tomlin has no intentions of starting Pickett next week. Which I don't I believe thought a was word he says. Really? Okay. I don't believe. I don't believe a word he says because I don't know if you're Mitch Trubisky, you can't buy into it too much. But it damn sure looked like they were gearing up for Kenny Pickett there for it the did. game winner. It, it might have just been the producers and the cameramen, but they were, like, really doing the camera shots. He looked uh, nervous, like he was about to go in. He, he was already, warming up. He already had the two gloves on, Kenny two gloves. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I, that's – you talk about rash decisions. I mean, that's that's one. Putting your rookie quarterback on a game-winning drive against a division rival, that's, that's way too much for me. That's, for sure, That's yeah. a huge risk, and that's something – and I was talking to you about it, and I don't know how this would go about. This might be a hot take, but I fully believe it. If the, he was to come in on that game-winning drive and it didn't end well for them, that's something that can make a break a career. That's going to screw that could with be, his head, That for could sure, be a huge confidence. confidence killer. But Steelers have some serious soul-searching to do. Is Mr. Trubisky the guy? doesn't look like it. Mr. Trubisky. Yeah, I don't think he played bad, but he didn't impress me either you know what I mean see the problem with Trubisky is he can win with a team around him that's like built the win ready to win yeah like, he did well with the Bears his rookie season I think if you throw him on let's say the Rams right now or let's say the Bills right now he would be all that, right that might be a team to look out for yeah but yeah. The, but the 2022 Steelers uh I don't know yeah it's it's, but it's they, not looking good. They have weapons, but they they're got just not very well rounders. Yeah. That catch uh, last night, one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. George Pickens. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's a dog. He's got black Air Force. Deontay energy. Johnson's making some crazy one-handers, too. Yeah. I mean, they got a solid group of receivers. It's just like... Najee Harris playing against him in fantasy. That put up some good numbers against me. Yeah. He didn't have the best day. He had, know, a, so- he God, had a solid right? day, but not the best day. 15 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. Brown's defense, my biggest takeaway from that game is that is a Super Bowl-caliber defense for the Browns. And I was not high on this Browns defense going back two, three years when everybody was saying this is a top-five defense. I didn't believe it. But last night, given it was against the Steelers, who got some playmakers on offense but still have to work out the kinks. Um, Miles Brown, Garrett played well, I thought. Absolutely, yeah. Even well, plays that he didn't get a sack or make the tackle, they would show like the replay of like his part on the play, and he looked like he was getting in the mix like a, a good amount, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's going to get his no matter who they're playing, but that Browns defense definitely looks Super Bowl caliber. Not saying the Browns are Super Bowl contender, but... But that defense, yeah. They, well, they got the highest paid uh, corner in football, right? Yeah, Denzel Ward. Yep, uh-huh. Who's a very good player. I believe was he the one that had the recovery for the touchdown, or he? I think he. I don't know, but that fumble. was the most pointless uh, score. At the, or you're yeah. talking about the very end of the game. Yeah, uh, just, that was so. Pointless. What else could you do though? What else could you do? I mean, like, yeah, you got to fall on it. Yeah, you got to fall what on else, it. Yeah, it's. I don't. I didn't feel like they were running up the score or anything. If so, whatever. The Steelers are notorious for just being jerks and like running yeah, up the score. Rival, yeah, division rival. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I mean, Tomlin's the king of cheese ball, so. <laughs> yeah, play do do a little cheese ball there. I didn't mind it at all. But I guess moving forward, when you look at the AFC North, the Bengals are struggling. The Steelers are one and two right now. The Ravens are looking pretty good, but they had a tough loss against the Dolphins, who also look pretty legit. Lamar playing unbelievable this year. 
Yeah, yeah, I think Lamar's. He's looking for that money because you know he declined the contract offer from the Ravens. He's yep. looking for some money somewhere else. I think. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely in the MVP race here early on. Maybe him and Tua. Yeah, two or three six Josh touchdowns Allen. against them. Yeah, that was a crazy game. So I would, I guess it brings the question of the Browns uh, serious contenders to win that division right now. I, I would say so. Yes. Yeah, I, I would think so. If that defense and they have the pieces on offense to get it done, and Brissett, he's kind of in a situation that you would like to see Trubisky in. Like he's got a team built around him on offense where you can win with him. If you make limited mistakes, you can win with that team, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you put a backup quarterback in that situation, a guy who's smart enough that's not going to make any plays that are risky enough that can turn the ball game for you or ruin the ball game for you, um, Brissett's very – he plays very conservative. He makes smart football plays, I believe. Jim Zoki says he played bad against the Panthers. I thought he looked pretty solid. Obviously, he was good enough to win. I yeah, I mean, no one's expecting him yeah. to go out there and be Tom yeah, Brady no. or anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think that's too much to ask for a lot of these guys. We get caught up in quarterbacks and say they're bums. It's because they're not playing at a Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson level or Pat Mahomes level. I'm fine with guys like Jimmy Garoppolo. For and, sure, yeah. Uh, these guys like Jacoby Brissett that you can just come in and win around. What's wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially talking about Jimmy G. Because look at the look at the stats. Yeah, I'm telling. Just look at the numbers. He's a winner. You can argue for the longest time that was Tom Brady. For sure, yeah. For the longest time, that was how Tom Brady played. Now, obviously, he's the GOAT, and he's made pretty big plays and clutch plays in his history, signature moments. Yeah, he kind of put an end to that argument. Yeah. yeah. But there was a good large portion of his career, especially in the mid to late 2000s, uh, more so the early 2010s as well, where Brady was very good, top 10 quarterback, but nothing. He wasn't unbelievably athletic or making these crazy plays. He was a guy you can win around. He was the perfect leader. You give him the weapons, he'll get it done. Yeah, and now he's become the guy that does get it done. So I think it's safe to say Jacoby Brissett probably, I mean, this is not much of a debate. This is not like a uh, groundbreaking argument or statement here, but I guess it's safe to say best backup in the league right now. Yeah, he's what you want from a backup. You could say that, yeah. Yeah. He's, Definitely not Sam Darnold. He's kind of what you want from Trubisky, which I think Trubisky can play at that level, but, you know, offensive line needs to work with the Steelers. Uh, they're relying on second-year guys like Najee Harris to carry the workload, and I think it's too much to ask for a guy like him. And you got some receivers who are playmakers but still kind of unproven, still a little streaky, and Deontay Johnson, uh, Pat Fryermuth at tight end, George Pickens is a rookie, Chase Claypool is the king of streaky games. For sure, yeah. So you just need guys to put it together. I, I got a root for Claypool, though, coming out of Notre Dame. You know I'm a Notre Dame guy. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, I am a Notre Dame guy. I, I'm Irish. I trash Notre Dame any chance I get on this show. Really? Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, I haven't heard that personally. Yeah. they. I mean, what are we celebrating? Notre, what has Notre Dame ever done here recently in the last 20 years? That's of note. They had Rudy. Well, I mean, that that's not the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah, that was the last 20 years, but you're talking a movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they they – I thought they got a lot of breaks in these college football playoffs here recently. Where oh, they, they got no business being. They the obviously college football had no playoff. business being there. They haven't had any business being near the college football playoff. I would argue maybe even since like the beginning of it. Well, I would say it's a good little icebreaker here on a free ball Friday here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Coming up, we'll get into your parts. They're screaming at the radio right now. Talk about the parts. We'll talk about them. Jesus, stop yelling at me. We are from Donnie Kirkpatrick, Mike Houston, and some new uniforms were revealed today. All of that and more on the other side of this quick timeout here on The Patrick Johnson Show. 
More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. Are you suffering from hair loss, bald spots, receding hairlines? There's a new solution for men and women that uses regenerative medicine to stimulate hair follicles and give you thicker, fuller hair with no surgery. This remarkable treatment is now available here from the regenerative specialists at QC Kinetics. That's right. The same protocols that help relieve joint pain can be used to give new life to dormant hair follicles. QC Kinetics medical professionals can use growth factors from your own body, concentrated and applied to your scalp, restoring hair follicles, preventing further loss, and increasing hair growth. Imagine thicker, fuller hair with no expensive surgery and no downtime. So if you're losing your hair due to aging, pattern, baldness, or a medical condition, call now to learn more about exciting natural biologic treatments, regenerative medicine that can stimulate those dormant hair follicles. Get your hair growing naturally again. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-7246. 252-765-PAIN. 94.3 The Game is your ECU flagship station. Your ECU Pirates host Navy this Saturday. And you can catch all the action right here on the ECU Sports Radio Network. To the end zone, touchdown! Every snap, sack, and score. Brought to you by our pirate partners, TeamBoneyard.org, Moore's Old Time Barbecue, Fantastic Sam's, and Caribsey Restaurant. Off. We are the Pirates of ECU, and we are your home for pirate football. 94-3, the game. We head under the lights of a Friday night with another season of Rapids football. Let's go! Win on three, one, two, three. Rose Football is brought to you in part by Orthopedics East, First Bank, Caraway Office Solutions, Meridian Park Apartments, Stadium Sports, Sam Pollard and Son HVAC, the law firm of Hardy, Massey, and Blotton. <laughs> and 94.3 The Game. Remember the days when you could go to your favorite butcher shop and get your pork chops or steaks cut just the way you like them? Well, you still can. Acre Station Meat Farm on Highway 32 in Pinetown, north of Washington, is Eastern Carolina's traditional butcher shop. Acre Station is where you can get your order cut the way you want it. The best sausage, bacon, and pork chops and steaks you'll ever taste. I get my steaks from Acre Station because, uh... The quality is great, and they can cut it any size you like, and just can't find a selection like that anywhere else. I like to go get my roast at Acre Station because they cut it at about six pounds, and that's perfect for my for my family. Because I just can't find what I'm looking for at the grocery store anymore. Acre Station, your traditional butcher shop in Pinetown, just outside Washington on Highway 32. Find out what others have always known. The short trip to Acre Station is worth the drive. At Acre Station, you just get that good, friendly service you just can't find anymore. I guarantee it's the best sausage and bacon you'll ever eat. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go! On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Barnes filled in for the P-Man. Lord Christopher. Chris Cook. You're going to yes, play sir. that game after this, aren't you? I thought we were going to play it tonight together. Let's do it. You said you got 70 Warlords. 
Oh, I got some knights ready to go into war. Oh, yeah. We're such nerds. I'm going to call this the pep rally pirate report segment here. Pep rally, you know, one last pep rally before we get ready for Navy. This game's personal. Pirate coaching staff taking this game very personal. Yeah, they are. We Donnie have, K is taking it personal, yes. Oh, well, yeah, we'll get more into that later. But make sure to wear white for this upcoming game against Daddy Ficklin Stadium. We're going to paint the stadium white. Uh, the uniforms were revealed for this game. Uh, we're going to wear the all-whites. And the white helmet, which usually we have the uh, American flag pirate logo on the white helmets, but they're just sticking with the straight pirate logo. Honestly, I like it better. Looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks clean. I like the all white. I want to get a white helmet. And is it also a white out for the fans too? Correct. Yeah, they have uh-huh. to. Yeah. I don't know if the white. student body is gonna uh, show out for that. I saw a lot of people saying, "I don't have a white shirt." I was like, "Who doesn't have? It doesn't have to be Everyone, a pirate." I know shirt. everyone's got a white Just shirt. Just wear Come a white on. shirt, you dork. Even anyways, <laughs> moving on. Let's hear from Coach Mike Houston here. Cut one. His opening statement. From Wednesday, or was it Wednesday or Thursday? It was Wednesday. I believe it was Wednesday. It yes. was Wednesday. Talking about his preparations for Navy and getting ready for this game. All right, good couple of days of practice and preparation for uh, Navy. Um, it's going to be a tough ball game. Uh, good football team coming in here. And, uh, you know, we got still got some work to do. Uh, I just, against a team like this, you're, I mean, it's up, up until the last second. You're trying to get as many reps uh, looking at their stuff on both sides of the football as you can possibly get. So uh, the kids have been very focused this week, had good energy. Um, I mean, even, I mean, we had a couple of hot days and they've just, they've, they've went out there and really practiced. So, um, you know, have a sharp Thursday and uh, get ready for the weekend. Key to that ball game, conditioning, of course. I think it helps on the defense, the fact that you can rotate a couple of different defensive linemen or rotate guys on the defense, even at the linebacker position. And they could play just as good as the starters. That's going to be a huge advantage for the Pirates. On you want defense. fresh guys in there, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Especially with the way that Navy runs that offense, they'll have drives that can literally last eight minutes, even longer than that. So that's going to be huge for our defense. And then another key to the game is the offense can't have any turnovers. And when you have possession, you got to be able to score. Otherwise, Navy is going to make you pay for it. It's like Houston said uh, Wednesday, uh, don't give them anything. Make them work for what they get. They're going to get what they get, but make them work for it at least. Yeah, yeah. I expect maybe a couple breakout pass plays. Um, usually this is a team, a Navy football team historically, that doesn't do a lot of pass plays under Coach Ken. But whenever they play the parts, it seems like they always break one out. I'm not going to get too upset about it if they do. You let them have it. I heard they run a little shotgun this year. A little bit, a little bit. Do they throw out of that, or is it just kind of to throw people off? Uh, it's uh, it's more so like direct to the quarterback. Okay. Yeah, run, quarterback draw, that kind of stuff. But uh, they do have a tendency to throw on the Pirates just a little bit and break out some big plays. I wouldn't be too upset if they do get those. They, you, you let them have those. You know, you're just you just got to commit to the run and not let them beat you on the ground, which they will get theirs. But hey, if they beat us through the air, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm completely fine. Just don't with let that. them hit the 70-yard rush after you know they've hit the two and the four, and then break the the big one on third down. That's what we can't have. Absolutely. I, I think either you or Philip told me that Mike Houston described it perfectly. Is the king of getting two-yard run? Then a seven yard run, and then a seventy, then yeah. a twenty, and then uh-huh. a seventy. And then like, it's over. That, yeah, that describes Navy perfectly. But and they've had the ball ten minutes, like without EC's offense stepping on the field. You know, we just can't have that. Yeah. And I like how our very own Patrick Johnson, the namesake of this show, put it earlier in the week. 
They're being too kind to of Navy. Navy is not a good football team right now. But uh, but historically, we've had issues with them. As yeah. you'll hear on our Bushlight uh, All Time series done by yours truly. Oh my God, gotta plug your stuff. <laughs> we've only beaten them twice, uh, and the second one came just last year. Yeah, off a uh, off a field goal. So yeah, been some close games historically. Um, we've struggled against Navy, just their style of play uh, in general under the Mike Houston era. So. That's definitely something to look out for. Moving on to Donnie Kirkpatrick. If this doesn't get you fired up for the game, I don't know what will. You just need to not go to the game. Give your tickets away. But Donnie Kirkpatrick says this game is personal. He wants to uh, win this game badly. Uh, we've taken some really embarrassing losses. I was part of one of those here in the rain one time, and that still stings a little bit. And I know there's a lot of people in the community. There's a lot of people at this university. And there's a few of us coaches that take that pretty personal. So, uh we beat them up there. I think we only beat them twice. We beat them at their place both, and I don't think they like that very much. So I think it's it's got a lot of good stuff going on this week. I, I wouldn't miss it if I were y'all. Y'all probably get in for free if you don't buy a ticket. I uh, I like their mentality coming into this game. Obviously, get me that fired up. Yeah. Don't miss it. You probably get in for free if you don't buy a ticket. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the mentality coming to this game. What worries me, though, is that if this Pirate team somehow loses this game, I think this could be a huge confidence killer. But what gives me a little bit of hope is the fact they bounced back from that NC, NC State game. Given that they play, they did play ODU, who I think a lot of people overrated because they beat Virginia Tech. Not going to take that win from ECU. ODU's a tough team, but I don't think they're a great team. Like a lot of people are I claiming. would say Navy's definitely a bigger challenge. I, yeah, I absolutely sure. agree with that. And I know I get we played Campbell, an FCS opponent, but still able to bounce back in a win in dominant fashion. That gives me a lot of hope that if we do drop this game, that they can move forward and move on from it, which I don't even expect us to lose this game. So, for sure. I'm not even too worried about it. But we need the fans to show up. The players in all the press conferences have been stressing very hard that it's much easier to play against these teams uh, when uh, Dowdy's packed. So, hoping yeah. the student body and the fans alike are going to pack Dowdy. I think we'll be all right. I mean, they showed up to the Campbell game. So, and stayed. Yeah. Well, it, I, I, you expect them to show up against State, Chris, in the season no, it opener. No, stayed. But, oh, like it stayed. stayed. I thought you said at State. Oh, no, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they're obviously going to stay for State. But uh, I, I would say in the past, at least in the last few years, especially the Boneyard at halftime, or sometimes, if I'm being honest, after the first quarter, yeah. people start leaving. You know, they've had their fun and leave. This year I've been noticing they consistently have been staying uh, – throughout most of the game yeah i agree i agree and that's good to see it hasn't always been that way even when we're winning games they just no it has not been that way yeah moving on part basketball had a uh, a huge announcement earlier today new uniforms which these uniforms which are kind of old actually which is weird it is kind of a throwback Uh, me and philip talked about this months ago where they were kind of teasing it um with their practice highlights and their practice tape where they were having these practice uniforms that had the old school cartoony part script on the front now they're making that a part of their official uniforms moving forward. They have these purple jersey with the yellow old school cartoony script across the front. I think these are fire. These I are love clean. them. Yeah, I'm I, nothing against the uh, the pirate basketball jerseys from the last few years. But I, they I were, think these are a major step up. I thought the ones in the past years were just way too basic. There wasn't really yeah. any kind of identity to them. And there's just something about those throwback ECU logos that look so good. Yeah, I, the there old, was nothing wrong with the way it looked before. Yeah. I just think the older uniforms from like last year and years previous, they just look like they kind of bland. It almost yeah. looked like a, a a commercial for Adidas or something. It looked like okay, yeah, I Adidas. could totally see. Yeah, I yeah. see where you're coming from. Yeah, it just it didn't look great at all. And what 
I shouldn't say it didn't look great at all, but it just looked way too basic. I think these uniforms provide a little bit of identity to a program, a that basketball program that desperately needs some mm-hmm. identity. They got the whites, which I don't like like as much here, but it's got the old school part script in the front as well. Same part script, but it's black with a yellow outline. Uh, complete white uniforms here, and then the yellow stripes down the side. Not too bad, but I'm not loving them. The black jerseys uh, stay pretty much the same. They look like how they do last year. Yellow script or a yellow stripe down the sides, uh, purple outline, black jerseys, yellow letters, and it's the same letters we see for the last couple of years. My favorites are the all yellows. See, my personal favorite is the purple. The purples I'm are I'm just nice. a big purple guy. I love uh, that ECU purple. I like the fact we're bringing back all yellows, though. These yellows look nice. The all Yeah, golds. that's definitely a refreshing change for sure. Purple stripes down the side. Purple script across the front. The old school cartoony pirate script. I love it. Hey, I'm excited for pirate basketball. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say I expect this team to make any noise this year just because it's a rebuild. But I think we got a lot of intriguing recruits. For sure. I think we got a lot of talented recruits. I think we got a legit coach now. Not to say Dooley wasn't a legit coach. I hate the fact Dooley had to leave. Well, he didn't leave. He kind of got forced out, yeah, let's right. face it. But either way, it was time for a change. We got to stop settling for mediocrity. And I think the ceiling is way higher under shorts here than it was with Dooley, which yeah, I hate to say because I love Dooley. But maybe a new breath of fresh air for the absolutely. men's basketball. Yeah, looking forward to men's basketball season. I'm probably the biggest men's basketball, pirate men's basketball fan. Oh, you're taking that Greenville. title as number I'm taking one it, yes. uh, fan? Okay. Yes. I was there for when they beat Houston, ranked Houston. I was one of 20 people there. And I know who was there. And a lot of media members the line and saying they were there. But I know who they are. I knew who was oh, there. I know the okay. real ones. Yeah. I was at the game that they played against Houston. Uh, I don't think they won, but Houston was ranked. Probably not. And they threw out uh, – I think they threw out, like, five people before uh, halftime. Uh, people were getting way too into it. Like, I, the I think I were actually, like, physically removing people. I think I know who was involved in that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I'm not going to say any names, but I think I know who was involved in that. But, yeah, that, w- that was a spectacle to witness in person, for sure. Excited for part basketball in these new uniforms that look great. I almost want to buy some. I don't know where you would get it, but I want to buy some. Uh, maybe Dowdy or UBE, perhaps? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, either way, and I'm excited for this upcoming Navy game. This is going to be I huge. I am too, yeah. It's going to be a huge test. I, I would think... say second biggest game of the year so far. Yeah, I agree uh-huh. with that. I mean, I think people bought a little bit too much into the state game. I, oh, think I was you... one of those people. That was the Super Bowl to me, man. I think you could afford to lose that one, though. I'm, I'm, My eyes are fully on the conference. I think this is a team that's ready now to win a conference That's a good point. Wide Let's begin some conference play, start off strong. Cincinnati's not as good. Cincinnati's not the Cincinnati of old. They're still good, but not great like they were. Houston is not good at all this year. Right, yeah. Houston's been really struggling. At least compared to previous years. Yeah. Probably the best team in America this year is between UCF, who's always pretty solid, and Tulane, who's 3-0 and beat Kansas State. Tulane's looking pretty damn good, and I'll give it to Patrick Johnson. He said – um, coming into the season, that was his dark horse in the American that Tulane was going to be pretty good. Maybe he's actually smart. <laughs> oh my no, I'm uh, hey, I'm you messing. said that not Patrick, me. Patrick, if you're listening, I, I think you're smart. I promise. Uh, he's going to text you right now and said, worry about your job. I promise I think you're smart, Patrick. <laughs> Either way. Let's move to a 94 through the game sports update. A lot of interesting high school matchups tonight. Take it away, Chris. Thank you, Ben. Taking a look at the high school football matchups later tonight. We start with 4-1 J.H. Rose hosting 1-4 South Central. That game can be heard tonight at 7 right here on 94.3 The Game with Croft Massey and NC Sports Hall of Famer Ronald Vincent. 
Meanwhile, 1-3 North Pitt travels to 1-3 North Johnston. 2-3 Farmville Central battles 0-5 Aiden Grifton. And over in Hollywood Crossroads, 2-2 D.H. Conley takes on 1-3 Northside Jacksonville. A few of the other matchups around Eastern North Carolina, 3-1 Edenton matches up against 2-2 Northeastern. That game can be heard on our sister station, 103.7 WTIB. 3-1 Jacksonville and 5-0 New Bern face off. 5-0 Green Central hosts 1-4 Southwest Edgecombe. 2-2 Washington Pampack takes on the 2-2, or excuse me, the 2-3 West Craven. 3-1 Havelock meets 1-3 Southern Durham, and that can be heard on our sister station 94.1 and 97.9 Groove and Oldies. And wrapping it up on the action, 4-1 Kinston battles 4-1 East Duplin, and 4-1 Tarboro is on the road against 1-3 Bertie. Couple of college football matchups kicking off tonight. Undefeated Syracuse and 2 and 1 Virginia meet at 7. The Syracuse Oranges are 9.5 point favorites with the over and under at 54. At 8, 2 and 2 Nevada battles 2 and 1 Air Force. The Air Force Falcons are favored by 24 points with the over and under at 47 points. And later tonight at 9, 1 and 3 UTEP hosts 2 and 1 Boise State. The UTEP Miners are 16 point underdogs with the over and under at 44 and a half. And wrapping it up as the Carolina Panthers gear up for the New Orleans Saints. Promising report from practice as running back Christian McCaffrey was a full participant in today's practice after dealing with some ankle issues and is expected to be a full go for Sunday's game. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. September is here, and that means back to school. From preschool to college, your kids are back in class and working hard. And hard work makes you hungry. So why not reward your hardworking students with snacks from Bertie County Peanuts? Our delicious peanuts, all-natural peanut butter, and cheese straws make great after-school treats, as well as great care packages. Order online at BertieCountyPeanuts.net or drop by and see them at Powell and Stokes in Windsor. Always local, always fresh. Bertie County Peanuts. 94.3 The Game is your ECU flagship station. Your ECU Pirates host Navy this Saturday. And you can catch all the action right here on the ECU Sports Radio Network. To the end zone, touchdown! Every snap, sack, and score. Brought to you by our pirate partners, TeamBoneyard.org, Moore's Old Time Barbecue, Fantastic Sam's, and Caribsy Restaurants. We are the Pirates of ECU, and we are your home for pirate football. 94.3 The Game. Dr. Ethan Linker is the superintendent of Pitt County Schools, just recently named Superintendent of the Year once again. Congratulations on that. Uh, People are talking about the momentum of the school year, Dr. Linker, and a lot of positive energy right now. What are some of the things you're excited about? I think we're most excited just about having our, our teachers and our staff and our students back in the building focused on teaching and learning. We understand we have a lot of work to do. We're obviously up for that challenge. Um, as we continue to expand opportunities for students, we could look at our Health Science Academy, which is growing immensely in our middle school programs. We now have two North Carolina STEM schools of distinction. Our dual language program has grown again and will again next year. And then our AVID programs and our project search programs are also growing. So I know people are always interested in learning more about Pitt County Schools. How do they do that? What's the best place for them to go to learn more? 
If you want to learn about Pitt County Schools, just go to pittschools.org. Thanks to Dr. Ethan Linker, superintendent of Pitt County Schools. Hello, Eastern North Carolina. Matt Murchison here. I'm along with Scotty Turner. Hello, Matt. Hey, Good to see you today. Good. We're going to talk about used vehicles. Yeah, we are. And we got That's one of your favorite subjects. Well, it is. The reason we like talking about pre-owned cars here at Greenville Nissan is we really offer a seamless, transparent transaction on all our pre-owned cars. When you search online, we try to be very price competitive. That's the number one thing that we look at is price to market. We offer all the service records and a evidence manual, Matt. Yep. When you come in to see us, we show you what we've done to the car. Uh, we give you your car facts. Matt, I just believe that the one thing that we've done extremely well over the last three years yep. is, is increase the volume of our pre-owned. And it's made us very good at what we do simply because we're transparent with our consumers. That's right. You know, we've got a great selection of certified pre-owned Nissans here. We also have a great selection of non-Nissans here. We're standing in front of some Jeeps right here. Uh, we're also al allowed to certify non-Nissans. That's right. Check us out at GreenwellNissan.com where you can buy your vehicle online right there. Greenville Nissan, where we drive to serve. Like us on Facebook for breaking sports stories and the latest from around the Pirate Nation. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's 94.3 The Game's Facebook page. Like us and follow us there today. I see out too late. Got nothing in my brain. Is Taylor Swift doing the Super Bowl halftime show or not? I need an answer. That's why we're playing this, just letting everyone know. This is breaking my heart. She needs to get it. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, if you don't know. Oh, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not I'm either, if I'm not. being totally honest with the good people of Greenville. I mean, it's 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 kind of a no-brainer for a Super Bowl halftime show, though. Uh, I mean, she's got like... I mean, after the one they had last year, it's going to be hard to top, so I don't know if they like downgrade or... But that I mean, one is that the goal would... of the Super Bowl halftime show to continuously top itself? I think they just get like the biggest artist they can find who has like at least 10 hits. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Somebody that appeals to everybody. So if it's not Taylor Swift, who would you prefer? Uh, I mean, you know how I, I love the, the oldies. That's and fine. Classic that was, rock. They've done that before. That's Kansas, fine. maybe? Kansas? Yeah. Carry what On they're... My Wayward Son. And then what else? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, what uh, else are they Dust in the Wind? Yeah. No, they can't play Dust in the Wind for the Super Bowl halftime show. Those are like, you got to play like some hype songs. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, can't, I don't know. I, I, I like where your head's at, but. They need to just get Ric Flair. I don't, yeah, just have Ric Flair wooing into the mic. Yeah, the, just the whole 30 minutes is Ric Flair wooing into the mic. Ric Flair is a pre-roll company now. I saw that. He's becoming I did, like I Mike saw Tyson. That. Yeah, he made a video with Mike Tyson about this. Yeah, Mike Tyson's like a big weed farmer now. Yeah, I know. he grows. It. I don't know. Either way, I, I'm trying to think who would I want. I could see Metallica working. Okay, I would love lot, Metallica. They have that's a lot of different eras. Have a lot of different genres. A lot of big songs that a lot of people know. I think it would be different. What, what's your show. opinion on Billy Joel? Uh, I mean, big enough artist it works. I think he's got enough like radio hits that that whole show could be, or that whole like halftime show could be just packed with hits. I'm honestly surprised they haven't done like Justin Bieber at this point. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen. I'm not, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm, like, for it or anything. But, but like, yeah, that is that surprising. That seems like that a no-brainer, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... I, who else could it possibly be that would make sense? Who's the biggest artist right now? Probably The Weeknd, but he was just on it a couple years ago, so they can't do him. You know what would be way too obvious and so dumb? Jack what? Harlow. Uh, I see, could, I could see I could him see doing that. that. Yeah, I really Jack could Harlow, see him doing that. that. That would be dumb. I don't. I don't know. It Maybe feels, like uh, who who are the people that do the um, 
I can't even think of the name of the song. Never mind. Move, move on. <laughs> All right. Either way, uh, conflicting reports about whether Taylor Swift will do the halftime show yeah, or not you, the Super Bowl. You told me when I came in that she was doing it, and then I got a notification from Bleacher Report saying she's not doing it, and now we're hearing even more conflicting reports. Like yeah. No one really knows what's going on and these here. These are all like credible sources. I don't know what's going on, but like I don't know. Either way. I, Taylor Swift just seems like way too safe. That I is really safe, yeah. Very safe option. Either way, moving on, let's talk a little bit about these Carolina Panthers, which I'm dreading talking about here. But our boy Matt Rule, our boy Matt Rule. Oh, God. Got exposed by ESPN's Dan Orlovsky yesterday. Dan Orlovsky did a segment on NFL Live. That's No, that's you, you don't need to cut, Chris. That's fine. It's like two minutes. I'm not oh, okay, yeah, my bad. Yeah. No, Dan Orlovsky came on air and broke down the film and pretty much said that the Giants on defense – knew everything that was going to happen on the Panthers' offense or knew what was coming from the Panthers' offense, and that's why the Panthers' offense really struggled against the Giants. And he explained how when Christian McCaffrey is lined a yard behind Baker Mayfield, it's going to be an RPO or a run. And he showed three or four examples yeah. where it was exactly It wasn't like that. he was cherry-picking. Yeah. Like, he found multiple examples. Oh, no, he even made sure to state, by the way, I'm not cherry-picking. You can yeah. look at the film. It's exactly like this. Yeah. If Christian McCaffrey is lined up right next to Baker Mayfield, it's a pass play. Yep. And, and it was pretty sure obvious. enough, it was yeah. every time he was, it was a pass play. And it was pretty obvious the Giants knew what was coming. Well, this went viral. A lot of people were chiming on this saying Matt Rule needs to go. I tend to agree. But he had some clapback to this, I heard. He finally had some clapback earlier today. He was asked about it. And here's his response to Dan Orlovsky, who's calling for Matt Rule's head right now, saying he's a Bush League head coach. Oh, you, you don't have the audio? That's fine. It's I sent you the link in your email. Get it. I, I, I apologize. Pull it up yes. in the meantime. But uh, I got you. Yeah, basically, uh, his point was that well, we had how many ever rushing yards? Let me get it pulled up here. They had enough rushing yards. I believe it was a hundred and forty something rushing yards. Was what it was. A hundred and forty. 146 rushing yards, and that was his clap back to Darren Olofsky and saying, obviously, we had a good day on the ground. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But when you break it down, 49 of those rushing yards came on a busted play where Christian McCaffrey broke like three or four tackles. So that's 49 of your 146 rushing yards. Let's do some Steiner math here. That's 100. That's 49 of the 146 rushing yards. Then at quarterback, your quarterback scrambled five times for 35 yards. So if you put your 49 against his 35, do the math. What's the math there? That's 84 rushing yards out of your 146. So if we're doing some Steiner math here, 146 minus 84. 146 minus 84. Either way, that's a good portion of your rushing yards. So that pretty much dismisses that point from Matt Rule. I think this is a clear issue. Here's Matt Rule trying to dismiss uh, Dan Orlovsky's point. Here, we finally got it. Yeah, I, mean, I saw, I saw, I saw Dan's thing. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's, I've been around, you know, I've been around long enough. I've seen enough coaches. You know, I've seen enough coaches get on there and say every time they do this, it's going to be this, and then it's wrong. You know, I mean, um, yeah, I disagree with it. Um, you know, for us, uh, when we put Christian at that depth, like you know, we, we are kind of getting into a run set and. Um, from that, from that, we, we either run it, we zone read it, we RPO it, we run it to the left, we run it to the same side run. Our biggest pass play was from that backfield set that we that we play action off of it. So if you tell me that we line up in a formation and we we run it, 
we throw it, we play action from there. It's pretty balanced. And so if you're saying that they knew whether we were running or passing, I would say, well, how, how come we're, you know, how come we ran for 146 yards, and 6.3 yards per carry, you know? So um, I thought you guys asked the right questions, to be honest with you. The real question. Yeah, so uh, going back on Matt Rule's points here, um, I don't want to grill him too much because obviously he's not going to bring up every single play where it was the contrary, but he's definitely cherry-picking because even if you watch that game and you can't deny the film, it was pretty clear. It was a very um, lifeless offense, a very just going through the motions. I mean, it was just very uh, robotic. I'm with uh, Dan on this. I know, I'm with Dan too. I mean, you can't argue. I mean, it's not like this Giants defense is a great defense, and they knew it was coming. yeah. I mean, and people want to get on the offensive line. The offensive line has struggled, but if they know what's coming and they know what pass for a pass rushing scheme to run against a particular pet play, yeah, any NFL defense, if they know what's coming, I feel like has the capability to stop it. If they know exactly what's coming, they can stop it. Absolutely. Let's just be honest. Let's talk about why uh, our potentially All Pro center and Bradley Bozeman is healthy and not starting. And you got Pal Fline, who's played guard for you last couple of years at center. Despite having a healthy, bona fide center on yeah, your team. Yeah, what is the deal with that? Who knows? I'm asking knows, around, yeah. and I can't get a clear answer on why that's the deal. Call Matt Rowe and ask him. Yeah, let me call him. I can't get I'm anything sure from him. I'm sure someone can give you his contact. Bumbling <laughs> idiot. I can't get anything from him. But I definitely think it's a make-or-break game for Matt Rule with this Saints game. If we start 0-3, the, 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 the talks are really going to intense, especially with David Tepper um, breathing down his neck of him potentially getting fired. Here pretty early for sure, and I, I also think another factor in this uh, Alvin Kamara is questionable. If he doesn't play and the Saints win, then that's like, come on, yeah, that is you know what I mean. Because the Saints' passing attack, I think, is formidable, but it's still not great. It's the Michael Thomas show, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave haven't really settled into that passing offense so far. Yeah, if Kamara is not playing and they lose, and if they lose bad, then like, oh, yeah, it's really over. Because the big problems on defense so far, the Panthers has been their run defense. So if you don't have Kamara and they still run all over you, I can yeah. I can understand the passing deal. The passing deal, I get it. But Matt Rule might be out the door yeah, in I, that scenario. Yeah, and you got to look at the defensive coordinator too a little bit. I mean, he's lucky he's not out the door right now. Yeah, if we're just being honest, he did get a big break. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater experiment failed. Sam Darnold experiment, uh, whether regardless of whether you think he has potential or not, did not work out. And there's a lot of extra factors for why it didn't work out, and that a lot of that was Matt Rule's doing. Now you got Baker Mayfield, who looks okay, not great. Doesn't seem like he's going to be the answer when it comes to being the franchise quarterback. He's not going to be a franchise quarterback. He ain't the answer, I hate to tell you. Yeah. Actually, I'd love to tell you because I predicted him not being very well. Yeah, so, you're a notorious yeah. Baker Mayfield hater. I, was I wrong or was I wrong? Or right, I mean, sorry. I think he's okay. He's kind of like, you can win with him. You can win with Can him, you win with this Carolina Panthers team with him, though? That's, that is a that's, good point. Yeah, that's the question. You should have got Jimmy G. I'm with you on that. Should've I've never Jimmy thought G. Jimmy G was that bad. I mean, I've never thought he was like that dude or anything, yeah. but he's a winner, great game manager, can make the throws that he needs to make. Yeah, Baker's just – I mean, he had one good playoff game uh, with the Browns. Yeah, and if it was going to be a year rental anyways, I don't see why he didn't go with Jimmy G. Jimmy G was a Patrick Mahomes away from a Super Bowl. Yeah, Jimmy G was a missed throw at halftime away yep. from a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so – yeah, I admit Jimmy G's a winner, and he's thriving under some pretty bad conditions, especially early on with the 49ers. So, 
I think he's I think he's better than Trey Lance at least right now. Now, if we're talking about like untapped potential, I might give Trey Lance the edge. But as far as like right now, who's ready to lead the 49ers? I'm gonna take Jimmy G every time. I think Trey Lance sucks, but yeah, I, I mean see, I that's think the he's thing. The jury's of, still out. I get what you're saying. He's yeah. got a lot of raw potential. I think now will he turn that potential into like some concrete like talent? We'll see. But I think the potential's there for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Trey Lance debut game wasn't a rainy game. Uh, against Chicago, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I can't really hold that against them. But outside of that, they drafted a quarterback who hadn't played football in a year or two. Right, yeah. At North Dakota. North Dakota State. I mean, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And they drafted him way too high. But either way, Jimmy G, he also brings veteran presence to that locker room that I think is desperately missing from Baker Mayfield. They've made it to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Like, what better guy is there to have in that locker room? Baker like, Mayfield still a little immature. And they've disrespected him and everything, and he stayed there and is still leading the team. Like, yeah, what a great guy to have in the locker room. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. But at the end of the day, Matt Rule getting exposed by a quarterback who led the Lions to an 0-16 season is not a good look. No, it's whatsoever. not. Yeah, I mean. I, and then you look at the replacement. He's got a pretty solid replacement sitting on the roster that would be the interim. And Steve Wilkes. Who I think you can win with Steve Wilkes as a head coach. That might be a better option than Matt Rule right now. I 100% believe the interim option is better than our head coaching option right now. And I don't know if there's a lot of times in the history of NFL you could say that. Uh, yeah, definitely not. I just think they need a breath of fresh air. I think, uh, I mean, when you look at the numbers, Matt Rule is on a similar level or a similar tier of like a Hugh Jackson. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, I mean... He's underperformed with some pretty solid rosters. Nine so straight losses. Yeah. I'm going to just straight. leave that right there for you. Do what, do what you want with it. Nine straight losses. You lose a winnable game against the Browns as well, and that purely came down to coaching. Um, they settled for a field goal at the end when they should have settled for a score. Um, left too much time on the clock. Kate York nails a 50-something yarder. And then against the Giants, another close one. I don't think the Giants blew anybody away there. Giants weren't doing anything special. It was a boring ball game. One of the most boring ball games yeah, I've ever seen. I'm not quite as sold as like ESPN is on the Giants. Well, it's, it's because of that good. New York market. You know, they're for always sure. going to have no, like you're Giants. Right, for yeah. sure. I think they're good, but I don't see them like. I mean, I don't think they're a playoff team. Yeah, and they're so high on Saquon Barkley. If he has a somewhat decent game, they're gonna. Yeah, right. They're gonna. Yeah. He reminds me of McCaffrey though. Like, just cannot stay healthy. Absolutely. If yeah. he could stay healthy, or both of them really, two generational talents. I could play in any era of the NFL, in my opinion. But they just cannot stay healthy. Talk about the offense. You know, we've been crying for them to limit Christian McCaffrey, but even in that first game, the the fact that Christian McCaffrey wasn't getting a lot of touches in that first game was abysmal. I mean, that goes back to the coaching as well. Christian McCaffrey is what takes your offense to an okay offense. To a very, very good off. I'm with you 100%. Get the ball in the hands of the playmaker. Not even utilizing them in the red zone. This last game had over 100 rushing yards, but it was a very quiet 100 rushing yards game. And 49 of that, of his rushing yards, was that big, what I mentioned earlier, that big um, breakaway run where he broke multiple tackles. And and, you can't rely on that. Yeah. You really just can't rely on that. 49 of his 100 yards. So, yeah, that's another. that goes back to Matt Rule and his uh, incompetence in coaching. Yeah, you got to limit McCaffrey. You can't have the ball in his hands 30 times a game, but you can't give him the ball 10 times a game. For sure. He needs to be at a solid 15 to 20 every game. Uh, maybe even more than that. 
I don't know. I mean, you don't want him to get hurt, but, I mean, like, this dude is, like, the playmaker for the Panthers. You know what I mean? you got to utilize him in the right situations, like the red zone. No, you're right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Utilize him in the red zone, and that's how you get him in that perfect 15 to 20 mix. Yeah, no, you're right. Because he can break some tackles. You give him the ball in the red zone, he'll break some tackles and get in there. Hell, use him like Curtis Samuel. Line him up in the slot a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. He can play at receiver. But, yeah, he's got great hands. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get a lot of this moves this regime has made in general. Uh, trading draft picks for LaVisca Chenault, who hasn't even seen the field yet. Here's another thing about this offense. Three receivers are playing every week and nobody else. Yeah. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Shai Smith. Is that just the best guys they have, or is Baker not spreading the ball out enough? Well, like or? I said, they have options. They just traded for a guy at receiver uh-huh. who can be that kind of Curtis Samuel-type fit where you can line them up at running back. You can line him out at the slot. You can line him up outside. I don't see why they're not utilizing him. Um, you had a guy in David Wright who was on draft the free agent who was running with the ones who you just let walk. He's sitting on your practice squad right now. Anybody can go grab him. You have options at receiver. Terrace Marshall Jr., who you were desperately – you were dying to get in the second round even though there was linemen on the board. You need a lineman help you desperately, and instead you get the flashy LSU receiver who's done nothing in the NFL at this point. Mm-hmm. That's a guy just sitting on your bench you wasted a second-round pick on. Why is he not getting utilized? Matt Rule. Matt, that, that's it, my it does come back to Matt Rule. The, yeah, all this you look at Ben on. McAdoo. I wasn't against the hiring, but when you look at the numbers, before Ben McAdoo came to the Panthers, had the 29th-ranked offense in the league as an offensive coordinator. Why does that warrant still having a job in the NFL as an offensive coordinator? Why does that warrant people saying that he's going to be the answer to fix our offense? It's completely ridiculous. Either way, coming up, we'll get a little bit more into the high school slate later tonight. Wrapping it up here on a Free Ball Friday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today to the brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances. Exceptions may apply. 94.3 The Game is your ECU flagship station. Your ECU Pirates host Navy this Saturday. And you can catch all the action right here on the ECU Sports Radio Network. To the end zone, touchdown! Every snap, sack, and score. Brought to you by our pirate partners, TeamBoneyard.org, Moore's Old Time Barbecue, Fantastic Sam's, and Caribsy Restaurants. We are the Pirates of ECU, and we are your home for pirate football. 94.3 The Game. Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. That's why when it comes to auto, home, and life insurance needs, make things simple and trust the experts at Allstate. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your life, home, and auto policies. Bundling saves you money, sure, but it also saves you time, so you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Greenville Allstate agent Derek Perry today at 252-758-8886. Are you in good hands? 
Wayne Sanderson Farms is feeding a growing world, and they need you to help make a difference. Join the team as an entry-level line operator at their processing facility in Kinston, North Carolina. The company offers competitive compensation of $16.70 or more per hour, plus benefits. Apply online for the entry-level line operator position at sandersonfarms.com careers. That's sandersonfarms.com careers. This is about you, your family, and the health of all who live in Eastern North Carolina. This is about the transformation of a health system into something more powerful and more human, about creating new ways to treat disease and keep you well. This is about ECU Health, which is to say, it's really all about you. ECU Health. Minds. Hearts. Purpose. Fire your friend in the car business at Fireford in Lincoln and ECU alumni. I'm excited about the ECU football season and I want to wish the Pirates great success and a great season. Here's some limited savings for you Pirate fans. Mention this ad and save $500 off any new or used vehicle at any location. Stop by in Williamson, Plymouth, or Eaton and always open online at fireford.com. Let's go Pirates. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben Byron coming in for the P-Man. Chris Cook alongside me. Anonymous text line here. A lot of those moves with LaVisca Chenault and the drafting, Matt Rule, can't be held solely responsible. you got to blame that on the GM and the owner. Well, first of all, the ownership, we, we just got to deal with that. We got to live with that. There's nothing we can do about that. I'm talking about something we can control and get rid of and fix. Head coaching, you can always fire a head coach and hire a new one. Yeah, right. This is something that has to be fixed. And if you think Matt Rule doesn't have a word on draft picks, you're insane. Oh, we I would have, say the head coach, maybe not most of the say in draft picks, but they got a good amount of say. Well, here's the thing. To dismiss that point that this person made on the anonymous text line, we have videos that the Panthers have released on their social media where Matt Rule is, has a direct influence on every single draft pick. I believe it. Totally believe that. So that Terrace Marshall pick, not looking too good right now. Yeah. Especially we need a lineman help. And still need lineman help to this day. After we thought the offensive line was fixed. Moving on to some of the high school matchups tonight. Uh, Jay Rose coming up here at 7 right here on 94 through the game. Join Croft, Massey, and the legendary RV as they'll call the game in a rivalry matchup against South Central. Jay Rose off to a good start this year. Farmville Central, this should be an interesting game. Taking on Aiden Grifton right here in Pitt County. Should be a good one. Two teams that are still trying to turn things around. Two teams with a chip on their shoulder. A little rivalry matchup. I like it. North Pitt, another team for Pitt County, takes on North Johnson. I think it's a winnable game for them. Uh, Green Central, who's undefeated, has a very winnable game against a Southwest Edgecombe team who has history, who has been good in the last couple of years. They're, uh, they're kind of on a down year this year, looks like, so far. Southwest Edgecombe, not as good as they once were. But who knows, maybe they could pull off an ultimate upset tonight against a 5-0 Green Central team who looks like they're state title bound. Should be interesting keeping an eye on the uh, high school matchups later tonight. Also, be sure to tune in to our uh, sister stations, 103.7 WTIB, 
is they'll bring you Edenton and Northeastern. Should be a solid matchup. Two really good programs there. 103.7, our guy Tommy Bass on that. And then on 94.1 and 97.9, Groove and Oldies, we'll have Havelock taking on Southern Durham. Havelock, obviously a staple in the state playoffs. They've won state championships. Should be a good one. Special thanks to my guy uh, Chris Cook today, my co-host and on the ones and twos, always holding Ooh. it down. We leading you into the bridge show between the Patrick Johnson show and J.H. Rose coverage. Philip the ref Pilkington will bring you all that. Not Pickleton, Pilkington. <laughs> He's going to be Pickleton after I beat him in fantasy this week. Yes, Make it sir. personal. Yes, sir, Philip. I'm coming for that belt. We'll hear from Mike Houston coming up from the Houston Huddle early in the week as we get you ready for Navy in the Bridge Show. Also, he'll break down all the high school matchups in Eastern North Carolina tonight. A little bit more detail, a little bit more on that from Philip Pilkington on the other side. That's going to do it for us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. The P-Man returns Monday live at 5 here on the flagship of the ECU Pirates 94.3, the game. Have a good weekend, folks. Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Pirate Report brought to you by our pirate partners, Moore's Old Time Barbecue Chicken and Seafood. Bring the whole family for great food. If it's not Moore's, it's less. Caripsy Restaurant in Emerald Isle. Exceptional steak, locally sourced seafood, and delicious signature cocktails. Fantastic Sam's Cut and Color. Eastern North Carolina's Fantastic Sam's are locally owned and operated to make you look great. Navy is right around the corner and Coach Houston talked about preparing for the midshipmen. Uh, we literally practiced uh, against Navy's offense every every practice during preseason camp every day, um, and then you know we've been working it on Sunday nights, just trying to make sure our guys stayed you know dialed into the game plan. So it's not like we're starting cold, uh, which did help. Uh, you know Sunday we were able to you know have a full kind of you know at least go through the game plan against their offense. Uh, I think their defense presents its own challenges. Uh, but, uh, you know, we had a pretty good practice Sunday night. Uh, a lot of guys around the facility on their own yesterday watching film. Uh, so, you know, we feel like we're at least prepared for practice.